Hey guys, and welcome to the Coffee and Turner Syndrome podcast. My name is Brooke. Pour yourself your favorite cup of coffee, and let's hop into today's episode. A few days before the end of Turner Syndrome Awareness Month, I got to chat with three wonderful ladies. Hi. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? I haven't talked to you in forever. This is that conversation. Hi, Dana. Hey. I was like, okay, I'm making sure I'm doing this right. Uh, <laughs> hi, Andrea. Hello. So first of all, I will say hi, hello, everyone. I have these lovely ladies with me, Andrea, Dana, and Lindsay. And I'm going to let you guys say hi. And I want to hear how you're doing because I haven't talked to you guys in a long time. <laughs> So, yeah, just how are you guys doing? Andrea, how are you? Well, I am doing okay. Um, Going to be honest, I'm having some challenges with work. So that's been mm-hmm. a little <clears throat> difficult and frustrating um, and stressful. Uh, but other than that, I'm doing pretty good. Good. Yes. I'm, I'm doing good. Um <clears throat> I actually, my husband, he came over and he woke me up. He's like, he woke me up like an hour ago because I was sleepy. <laughs> and he's like, I, I had to work overnight. And he came home and he's like, aren't you going to do something like tonight? I go, oh my gosh. Oh my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, well, he's like, I'm going to go to the neighbors. He's like, I'll he's like I'll be back later I'm like okay so he's like he's next door but I was like oh oh thank you for getting me up (laughs) (laughs) night shift problems man oh man I don't I I know I could stay up for a night yeah yeah how I'd handle the next day it would be rough I used to work nights if I don't miss it (laughs) Did you work, because you were a nurse, right? Uh, yeah, I'm a nurse. Yeah, I was a nurse on night shift. I worked ICU and medical. Yeah. It was well, ICU also. I bet that was. Yeah, yeah it was, was a that, Was that busy overnight most or during the day? Um, Overnight, it was a little bit more hectic for the nurses because that's when we gave all our vintage patients baths. So that was fun. It was more work. I mean, less traffic and less people in, but more work for the nurses. Yeah. Oh, man. When I was a mental health tech, I had like third shift. So I was working till like 7 a.m. Working overnight. Mm -hmm. That was not easy. No. Yeah. And now you think back, you're like, how did I do that? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I think the craziest shift I ever have done was in retail and I only did it one time and I worked till I can't remember what time I started but I worked till like three or four on Black Friday got home no I didn't even go home I met my friends and shopped and then um I think I got home at like six or seven and cried Mm. 
and then retail for a while too and black friday oh my goodness i worked those i am so thankful i don't have to work those again yeah i do not black friday during retail Mm -mm. so how are you Lindsay? good just busy with work and then like i told you earlier i got a referral to ku so i will be meeting the surgeon next week about my heart so and thank you for your insight so yeah you got a referral to ku Uh uh-huh oh okay so who you know who you're uh gonna see or um, so I did Dr. Mulhern, the one that you told me about, I sent my information over there and they referred me to the surgeon and it's Dr. Albright or something like that. Okay. He's the one I'm going to be meeting. It's a good clinic. It's a good clinic. Is it? Good. Yes. I'm yeah. nervous. <laughs> I don't okay. blame you. I do not blame you, but I'm, you're in good hands. I'm, I'm happy for you. Yeah. Have you guys talked before? I knew Dana and Lindsay did. I know. I was going to say the same thing. (laughs) I And now I think I'm wrong. (laughs) So just recently I got to connect with Lindsay and we were talking about, because, you know, I have um, a coarctation and I have another uh, issue and, um, she was she was wanting some advice and so i was talking to her about my experience so that's wow okay Mm -hmm. i love that yeah very helpful yeah so i'm excited nervous but excited yeah no better example of why i love being in the community than that that is a real that is real truth yep Mm -hmm. that's awesome so yeah. what what day do you go see them, Lindsay? Wednesday. Okay, I'll be praying. Keep us posted. Let us know how that goes. I will. I yeah. will. Because they said my um, how do I say it? My the narrowing is now a point five, and then they said pressures in my heart. Normal pressures are like in the tens, and mine were in the nineties. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Man. Yeah, I remember going through testing and, and them trying to figure out where I was at. And I'm very fortunate, very fortunate that they haven't had to do anything in, intervene yet. So keeping my fingers crossed, but I know I'm in good hands if they have to do something. So, yeah. Yeah, that I, I was, was such a blessing. Yeah. yeah. I know when I got my echo just a couple weeks ago, they're like, they're like, this is, this is, your heart is boring. He literally said boring. I'm like, okay, so we want boring. I'm like, yeah. 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 That's Boring's how I feel. good. I, I'm like, I, I should be excited for boring. I need to remind myself to be excited for boring. Cause anytime yeah. something not boring happens, I'm always freaked out and stressed and that's not fun. <laughs> Yeah, when I did my heart cast, he goes, it was impressive, but not in a good way. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, told, I told Lindsay I'd go out. I'm, I told her I'd go with her <laughs> if she wanted yeah. for support. I have to become, come and take care of me, Dana. <laughs> 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 be my aim. <angel. laughs> I'm be down and out for a while if I have surgery. Well, yeah, let us know so we can, we can support I you. Will. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So that's what our community is for. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's why anytime somebody is like nervous to like reach out to people, I always point out those times when I've been able to reach out to somebody and like, I can't imagine doing some of the stuff that we've gone through without having that ability. Oh, definitely. So, well, I'm really excited. I'm so excited that we're doing this. This is gonna be like the first group chat. This isn't really like the formal ones that I think are gonna come later, but mm -hmm. I'm just really excited. So I, yeah. I don't have a specific plan. The biggest thought in my head was wrapping up Awareness Month. I feel like sharing what the theme, I'm obsessed with the Awareness Month theme every year. I just, they've been really great. So I'm always really excited. And um, kind of what that feels like to you guys and how this year's Awareness Month has been for you. Has there been anything that's stood out? Is there anything you do during Awareness Month? I don't know, I thought it'd be fun. So if anybody has any thoughts on, like the theme is Turner Strong. Oh, so, I love that. Speaking of like Lindsay going to the doctor and everything, like I feel like those are examples of Turner Strong to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Well, can I just to that say cheers to Turner yeah. Strong? Yeah. And show you guys. Cheers. And show you guys. <laughs> yes. Cheers. Yes. And and the theme of I have to really show you guys this. Oh my gosh, that's um, cute. PS awareness. I had to bring this out so I can enjoy my Coke Zero and my <laughs> butterfly cup. That's adorable. Yes. I love that. <laughs> I know every ever since I found out it was a butterfly, I now love oh. stuff with butterflies. Mm -hmm. It just means yes. so much more. Yeah. So what is Turner's syndrome? Well, I want to say Turner's strong, but it's technically Turner's strong, I guess. Um, what does that mean to you guys? What does that say to you? Do you have any moments that stick out in your mind? Well, uh, with me, it, it means community. You know what I mean? And the importance of like all butterflies, you know, getting together and staying together. Yeah, you know. Brooke and Lindsay, <laughs> we have some guests. <laughs> it would be fun to like be able to like rent like a RV or something, and just be able to tour around and like actually go to cities to like meet other TS sisters. That would be really cool to do like a tour. Like that would be fun. That would be really cool. Me and mm -hmm. Andrew were talking about if we had had the money, this would have been a perfect time to like renovate an RV and travel. Yeah. Cause mm -hmm. there's enough open that you can do that and you would get to see so much more. Mm -hmm. That would be so fun. Yeah. Would be fun at some point to do that, but then, you know, after kids might be a project to do that. So we'd have to see about then, but. I feel like this awareness month went by way too fast. 
one second it was here and now we're four days no not even two days away from (laughs) from the last day so it's it's crazy time is flying has there been anything specific that's happened this year that stuck out to you guys I know there wasn't all of the normal like I feel like there's usually a walk planned and stuff like that but I haven't I haven't seen a ton online. The one thing I did see, technology kind of got in the way and wasn't cooperative, but (laughs) I don't know. I think um, the biggest thing within the awareness month that I've seen was the TSUS was posting different people's stories, which was really cool. Oh, I seen, I saw that, yeah. Yeah, you could submit a picture in your story, and they were doing yeah. posts to share. Mm-hmm. Um, there was also, which is interesting, um, a news coverage of one girl's story. Did you guys see that? Yeah, I actually, I saw, I saw, I saw you, um, your YouTube video about it the other day, so I went and watched it because I hadn't seen it yet, and I have mixed feelings about that. Is this um, the video? I, I that, kind of, that, I kind of was feeling similar to how you were like talking about it because I, I'm really excited that there was coverage about it, but I'm not sure. I'm totally like, I don't know on, on how they they covered it. It was, it, I'm not sure that I'm totally there. But you know, I also feel like I guess a little bit like, you know being able to bring some kind of awareness is a good thing so I didn't want to totally dog it but at the same time I was a little bit like really because <laughs> especially the title I mean that like, was very yeah like it's something you can catch watch out all women watch out it's deadly yeah. yeah I did not know what to think I was sitting in my car I had got, I just got my Starbucks and then I seen Brooke post that and I'm like oh okay and she's like don't she's all don't look at the comments you're gonna look at the comments <laughs> <laughs> And I had to look at the comments. I did. I was like, okay, I gotta see these comments. I gotta see. <laughs> you guys. I, I went and I looked at them. I'm like, oh man. Just like, just like, Brooke, my just like Brooke says, oh man. I know. I know. I was like, some of them. I'm like, oh my goodness. I didn't look the first time I watched it, and then. I went back oh that post randomly showed up and I saw comments popping up underneath it. So I looked and somebody was like, don't read the comments or the comments are awful. And I'm like, okay, well now I you gotta read it. Me and I have to. So yeah, the, the wheels fell off of that kind of like quick status. It yeah. did. Oh my goodness. That title killed me. Yeah, and yeah, then they were talking about she just uh, fell over screaming in pain and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, crap, that doesn't happen to me. <laughs> I know. Gosh. So, but I remember her story because I think didn't it happen like last year? I mean, I remember, I think um, even around awareness, uh, uh, awareness month last year, weren't they bringing attention to her story? I'm trying to think when did it happen? I didn't I recognize her name. I yeah. did recognize her though. So yeah. maybe I heard the story without hearing the name. Yeah. I mean, I definitely remember her story. 
um when i went and watched it, i was like oh yeah i know that they're talking about it but that's i mean that's one of the things that scared me um was just thinking about that exact same thing happening to yeah. me thankfully it didn't but it could have yeah yeah absolutely just i i'm very interested to hear your guys' thoughts because that was <laughs> oh man i sat there for a few minutes i had to just breathe i did too <laughs> yeah I, I i it went just way I didn't, yeah, the comment, it, I was like, they're not even talking about the actual, like I said, it derailed. They're not, they went way off topic, not even uh, talking about the video like, What anymore. does this have anything to do with? <laughs> it had nothing to do with the, the special, the new special. No, mm -mm. no. And you mm -hmm. can tell some of the stuff they were saying was just like, they were just hoping to shock somebody mm -hmm. or get somebody yeah. to out of being upset respond yeah mm -hmm. Which, you know oh, yeah. under a video titled that that's saying something about you yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> if you're gonna comment like that under a video titled that yeah um so yeah was there anything so i know i shared mine is there anything you guys specifically would have wanted added to that video that i didn't mention like, is, was there anything that really stuck out to you that it was missing? Oh, I just, it was like congenital and they were born with it. And, you know, it goes along with this disease and it's not something you can catch. I mean, it kind of made it sound like that. Yeah. 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 That my biggest thing was they made it sound like it just randomly happened right. and they didn't already know she had it and that I don't know and that that was the only thing that was a complication of it too there wasn't anything yeah. else mentioned yeah so I, know, I feel like there could have been an opportunity to try and give a little more education about it mm -hmm. and not be so I don't know hyperbolic or just so like I mean because what happened was obviously serious and that needed to be treated as such but at the same time like somebody watching it that doesn't know much about Turner syndrome mm -hmm. you want to try and like do you want to just hair on fire like oh my gosh this thing you could catch it or it can kill you and yeah I mean that was not a good representation at all. Can we <laughs> or, like maybe try and, and bring a little education to the people that aren't familiar with yeah. it a little more than mm -hmm. what they were, than what I felt like it accomplished. Mm -hmm. Adding a little context to the story they're mm -hmm. telling. Yeah. yeah. I mean, could you imagine a parent that just found out their daughter had Turner's watching that? Oh, geez. Yes. Oh my I'd gosh. Be, I'd be horrified. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that, that'd be on top of whatever the doctor said. Yeah. Yeah. Which is already scary. Mm -hmm. uh, I was like, this is a hot mess right here. Oh. Mm -hmm. It's hard though. I, I feel like I kind of had the same reaction to the last 
time there was actually somebody talking about it. And it's hard to balance trying to correct them and say, no, not, not quite. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't know. Cause I don't want people to not talk about it. It's. <laughs> How do you find that balance? Right? Like, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, that's kind of the complicated part of telling anybody about it or raising any kind of awareness because it's such a more complicated thing than that. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you guys find this, but just in my personal life, trying to explain it to somebody oh. has that kind of feel to it where I'm like, okay, I don't really have a short way of explaining what this is to you. Yeah. Yeah. It's difficult because <laughs> people just look at you like, what? <laughs> yeah. Cause 99% of the time they've never heard of it to begin with and so you're trying to explain this thing that <laughs> it's hard. Can I still talk about working and trying to have a job and some of the issues with TS like because for me I have struggles when it comes to work and it frustrates me to no end that I, I constantly because I'm like, can I just have a job where I can feel like I'm going and do my job and not feel like a complete idiot? And I'm not, but I do. And so I've, I've always had issues when I'm, and it translated in math when I was learning math in, in school translated into when I started working um, where uh, especially okay when I'm trying to read something and I'm typing at the same time so I would say like executive functioning a little bit like when I'm typing fast or trying to read fast and I'm trying to type the things that sometimes the details that I find that I wind up accidentally miss frustrate me and sometimes that has caused problems for me um when it comes to my job missing details sometimes and yeah. I don't know if I'm the only one but no I I think for me it's I'm very ambitious when it comes to my multitasking mm-hmm more ambitious than I should be. So that's, yeah, that's the multitasking thing for me. I think I can more than I can. Like I, I can a little bit, but not as much as I give myself credit for and I try to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so then my mind is just yeah. split between too many things and yeah, stuff falls through the cracks and that's, I'm super hard on myself. So that doesn't help. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was I'm hard say. Myself too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, we feel we're like, we're like, oh, we, they're going to know we're different. Like there's something wrong with me. Why can't I be like them? Even though we're really yeah. not that different. I think we're just extra hard on ourselves because we know that. Yeah. Yeah. And I have a, a job as a pharmacy tech where, you know, I have to do a lot of multitasking because I could be working on one thing and then, you know, I recording else from a pharmacist 
So I have to stop doing what I'm doing. Like I could be sending out refills and then I get a request to like fax something out for somebody um, or, you know, to fax a request to the doctor, to a patient's doctor or something. And um, like right now where I'm in a situation where we're really short, it's coming from like multiple, multiple pharmacists that we're covering and, and trying to, and so sometimes like in those situations, it's easy for me to see things that kind of fall through the cracks on that. Cause I'm, I, I'm being pulled in these different directions. I'm trying to keep up and I'm trying to focus on this, but then I got to do this mm-hmm. and then it becomes a whole struggle. Um, and it's just caused a situation and, um, yeah, it's very frustrating. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, I'm not the only one that has had, um, issues where things have gotten missed. Um, but I feel like now I don't know, but this is just my feeling. Unfortunately, I don't have a, I mean, like I have a little bit where I feel like I could, I could kind of back it, but, um, I feel like I'm being the one being singled out and I have tried to communicate, um, with my boss and above her, uh, you know, trying to explain, um, how I can work best and do the job, but I just, to get understanding, I don't feel like I have that. And well, that's frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to yeah. come in here because I used to be a pharmacy tech before I was a nurse. And I know, I mean, I know the structure in her because I mean, we did refills, we made IVs and everything had to be mm-hmm. checked by a pharmacist. So you feel yep. like you're being critiqued over everything. So I know exactly. What yeah. So. Yeah. That kind of feeling of you're being watched over your shoulder is not, especially when I already have a tendency to like hyper look at the things I'm doing wrong. So it's not like I need that help noticing I'm doing something Mm -hmm. wrong or something was wrong. Um, And add that to something that you feel a little uneasy with to begin with, like me in math, if somebody was watching over me all of those times in retail, I was doing cash register. It already was an anxiety attack doing cash register for me. (laughs) Having somebody like paying that close of attention, that'd be so stressful. Well, I mean, and that's their job is to double check. So yeah, absolutely. Honestly, what they're there for not to. Yeah. I feel an impact. It's hard to, it's hard to explain to somebody how I process things. Like I can get to the same conclusion, but how I do it might be different Mm -hmm. and you know Mm -hmm. I may have a system that works for me that gets me there but trying to trying to explain that and have them understand is a whole other thing yeah yeah I think that's been the only way I really understood the whole executive function thing 
because when I first heard that, I didn't really understand what that meant because I didn't feel any different. I didn't like, I was still able to do everything. Yeah. But I, I mean, I notice a lot when I'm doing something where either it's more obscure type things that I have to try to picture in my head or um, it's math. Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh Mm Uh-huh. I notice it and that is probably the biggest way I feel different but it does give you that feeling so mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have had that but I don't know it almost is just like simpler like just j- I, I don't want to have to explain what's happening in my mind right now mm-hmm. but yeah it, yeah it's hard to <laughs> You know, I, I find myself like double and triple checking that is, I don't know about you guys, but I'm like, I, it's not, it's, it's not like obsessed, you know, it's not to that, but like, I, I see my other coworkers and, you know, my nurse, well, nurses and stuff, they're going to double check, you know, everything with their patients, but just me as a person, I find myself like looking at my charts, like a couple times, you know, like, okay, you know, there's a, there's a handful of times when. I know in my heart that everything is good the first time, but I just like second guess, third guess myself. And I just find myself like checking stuff like multiple times. And I'm like, huh. Yeah. I mean, that's, I'm a what, that's what causes have- me problems too. Cause I, I do that. Um, when but I, enter, like fine. when I'm entering something in, I do that because I want to make sure that it's right. And, yeah. you know, so in doing that, when I hyper-focus like that, if I, if I actually do that, I'm pretty accurate. Right. The problem is then I'm not as fast as they want me to be because I'm taking extra time to double and triple check. And so I don't go as fast as everybody else. And it frustrates me because I want to. And when I try to, then that's when I, and I'm not checking then that's when I miss things yeah I mean I'm a director and I have 15 employees under me and I still sometimes Mm -hmm. feel like oh yeah yeah. oh oh yeah I'm the boss okay yeah (laughs) well I know I get I get asked all the time advice on how to talk to a boss or a teacher about those whatever it is that we struggle with like everybody has differences on what that looks like but like how do you tell a teacher or a boss that you struggle with math or whatever Mm -hmm. and I I feel like I have very limited practical tips besides you just got to be really communicative like be, be straightforward my jobs I've had have not, I mean, besides being blunt about, I suck at math, don't make me do it without a calculator. Um, yeah. <laughs> there, hasn't, there hasn't been much in the jobs I've had so far that I've had to majorly explain. So I don't yeah. know if you guys have like different things you've done or tried that have kind of helped somebody understand in that scenario. Well, um, no, I think at work, they don't even pretty much that they're like, 
you have turners like they don't even know you know my even all my nurses and stuff they're like oh okay you know being in the medical field they're like oh they're kind of familiar but they they were like you're just dana (laughs) you know which was good you know but another thing is when they have me train somebody i'm like oh my gosh because i i just i'm like a machine sort of I, i just i get i clock in and then I have, I just go to town on, you know, on my job, but if I have to train somebody and I have to really verbalize like every little thing, because they don't know they're, they're, they're learning. And it's just like, I just get by the end of that shift. I'm just so exhausted. Cause it's like, I'm drained mm-hmm. because I've had to like explain every little thing. And it's like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, yeah, you're training today. And I'm like, oh man. Cause I'm just so used to like doing my thing, like focused, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you had the experience, any of you? Cause I am not in it. Well, psychology is not in a medical field in the exact same way, but you guys are all in some kind of medical field and I am not. Does being in that and having hopefully that little bit of foreknowledge for those around you for what turners might be has that been helpful or have has that come into play at all um that I think that being an advantage that it would it would be a kind of leg up on hopefully helping explain mm-hmm well, with me, they're learning, you know, with my recent medical stuff, like, you know, my anemia and because I've been at my hospital for six years already and I've been fine, you know, they haven't really, I've just been doing my thing and they're not really concerned, you know, like the only time I call in is like with weather and you know what I mean? So, but recently they're really, because I've told my boss, you know, oh, I had had to have a transfusion and it just kind of the recent events really it shined some light you know on me and they're kind of like oh you know they're they're not really worried about me but especially now because everything is fine all my testing came back but it kind of surprised everybody because they're like oh man Dana's got some issues you know what I mean after all these years because they weren't really I wasn't really like needy <laughs> you know what I mean yeah so but they're, they're like, oh, okay. They're just kind of like, what's, what's going on with you? Cause it's all new, you know, it was kind of like, there's been nothing. And then like, boom, you know, and so my coworkers like, oh, snap. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> they're like, you never miss work. And they were worried. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, so, but I think it kind of shined a little bit of light. They're like, hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll keep tabs on you. Make sure you're good. I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> Speaking of COVID, I just wanted to, have you guys, any of you guys got your shot? No. Haven't yet. I don't think, I don't actually know if that's available for, like if Turner's qualifies me for it here or not. I'm not sure. Oh, that's interesting. If it, huh. Because I know I I had my second dose two weeks ago. So how did, how did, how did that go for you? Did it go good? 
Yeah, the first one, um, well, I got the Moderna. The first one was fine. Um, I just had a really, really sore arm, kind of like get a tetanus shot, but it was probably like 50 times worse, but all I had was a sore arm. Now the second dose, um, my arm really hurt and it even turned a little red and I just kind of felt really achy and sick and I slept all day the next day. And then by the next day I was fine. I didn't even spike oh. a fever or anything like that. But I had some coworkers that had spiked the fever and everything like that, but it was gone within 24 hours. So, and it's been two weeks today since I had my second dose. So, so far, okay. That's good. Yeah, I'm not sure. I have a friend who's there are some places that I've seen just in the groups, people discussing who's had it, who is waiting, who, you know, are you qualified for it where you are? In some places, Turners can qualify you for it. Others, I don't think so. Hmm. I can, I can qualify for it because um, I can get ahead um, through work since I'm in the healthcare field. Um, they've opened it to um, like non-patient facing healthcare providers. So um, they're allowing us to schedule and take like about an hour or whatever off and we can go get our, our um, shots. So it's just a matter of uh, getting mine scheduled, but also being diabetic um, puts me a little bit ahead. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I had a, a friend who, um, which I think I might wind up for me, like if um, I get my second, I'm gonna try and um, do like a Friday where if I don't That's feel great, <laughs> yeah, exactly I can just I can just sleep and chill the next day. But I have a friend who also is a healthcare worker and she got her second shot. The, fir the first one, she felt fine other than having the sore arm, but um, second one, she did feel a little achy and kind of flu-like. So hmm. I think the second one, yeah. Definitely do it on a Friday. Some people haven't been, yeah. Yeah. I'm on the fence. Oh. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I don't know. So have you guys have you guys come into contact with COVID much where you're working? Um pretty rampant where I work in Southeast Kansas. I mean, in facilities and stuff like that. I personally don't go into facilities, but my staff do. Um, so, you know, protecting not only our patients, because we take care of hospice patients, but protecting mm -hmm. ourselves as well. So, yeah, um, I think it's, it's getting a lot better now that they're starting to vaccine, like vaccinate patients and stuff like that in facilities. Mm -hmm. But it, it was pretty bad. They they just at my main hospital, um, they actually closed all COVID stuff down. They closed up shop. They're good. I mean, we're at like two percent of like there's maybe fifteen to twenty um, patients in the whole hospital. So our numbers are way they. If anybody trickles in that has you know COVID or whatever, they they're not even going to the wing that they specifically built um, for that. They, they are okay just going to um, the ICU, stuff like that, so, which is great, you know. Yeah, it seems like things are starting to finally, I don't know, knock on wood. Yeah. Things are starting to 
try to work itself out now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. How have you guys been doing mentally with all of this? It's tough. There's, I, I, I'm waiting for the day that there's no more masks. I'm over the masks. I've just, I mean, I'm used to it. It's like, it's, it's part of life now, which, but I'm like, oh, okay, there has to be a day. There has to be a day where I don't have to, you know, wear masks anymore. <laughs> I never thought I'd hear my kids say, when the coronavirus is over, can we do this or can we do that? <laughs> I don't know if you guys feel like this, but um, I've honestly had moments where I felt a little angry because I feel like it has taken um, a year of our lives away. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's made me mad and it's made me mad for people with kids too, that, I mean, you're talking about a year of, of a kid's childhood and um, this had to be altered and changed and in some cases like really hindered because you can't do some of the activities that normally you'd be able to like let them do sports or things like that. And um, that has been, that has been frustrating. I mean, it's opening up a little bit and, you know, I am, you know, being in Kansas, Kansas is a little more open, um, Mm -hmm. than, than some States, um, you know, and I was able to do Taekwondo, um, although very different, (laughs) um, we did it through zoom and, uh, like I would do classes through zoom in my living room. Um, so it was just me. Um, and it was good in the fact that it kind of gave me a little bit of sense of some normalcy and also physical activity, which kind of helped me mentally, um, keep up, not totally lose myself, but, uh, it's also very different, um, getting to train in class. Than it was on Zoom. <laughs> I'm someone that I need to be in class. I need to be able to be with um, my uh, peers and train alongside them. It's it's sometimes hard to like totally get the things, the drills, and all that that um, he is trying to teach for me, like through Zoom. I just it's a completely different experience. So um, he was able to open it back up. and so now we've been in class for able to go in in person for a little bit but it's really interesting trying to train um and spar when you're wearing a mask so Mm -hmm. I will be thankful for the day where um I can train again without having to do a mask because the cardio the amount of cardio it takes to spar normal can sometimes be a lot doing it with a mask different challenge yeah because it definitely hinders oxygen and breathing a little bit especially when you're doing high cardio so yeah um that's been an adjustment but trying to do it I told Mr. Leopard I'm like I'm not sure if I'm gonna be able to do this um because my 
cardio is very different because I do have heart defects and I'm like, I really don't like having something hamper my breathing and, uh, but work, working my way through it, but yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I have like my favorite mask only Hmm. because it doesn't take over my whole face. Mm -hmm. So I got, my mom works for State Farm and they got given masks and I was like, can I have one? And she was like, okay. (laughs) So she gave me that one, but then her coworker gave her these really pretty pleated, like the folded floral ones that are much prettier than the gray muted tone State Farm one. So that one's pretty, but it unfolds on its own, just takes a mind of its own and takes over my whole face and then I can't see. So me and masks have had a little bit of a fight in that regard, but yeah, besides the normal, like I'm already really good at not getting out like I should, um, we got our foster certification literally a month before everything shut down. Yeah. And everything shut down. So ever since it's been, I haven't, I haven't actually done a video about it. So I guess this could be the update on it. The once again, there's no update. Yeah. Just cause there's, there's everything. The, is the, the whole like process is paused or stalled for you guys. Well, it's so we're still open and available and they're still doing what they can, but intake is down because kids aren't in school nothing's being reported so couple that with we're certified for a difficult age group anyways and there's been nothing so that was really disheartening after going through that whole fight to finally finish everything and then have the world shut down and bright as we finished it. That was. Are you? What's your age range? Zero to two. We started with zero to four, and it is hard. I mean, yeah. We went nine months before we got a call. I mean, in our last two that we're hopefully going to adopt, they've been in care almost three years. Well, Amaya's mm-hmm. almost three and a half. We've had her since she was five months, and wow. it's taken forever just because of court shutting down and everything like that. So, yeah. Yeah. The yeah, waiting it's- is the worst part. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I think if we hadn't had such a long start, it wouldn't have been so difficult mm-hmm. to then have this happen, but it's like, this is tacking on to the already three years it took for us to get to this point. Yeah. I would be and so frustrated. Oh yeah. I would be I trying too. to be patient. Oh, so yeah that's the most frustrating part of this whole thing was that timing like couldn't have at least happened after we got our first one and i don't know about your state but i know in missouri um they've done away with um they don't take a lot of babies um right out of the hospital anymore um Um, i they don't they give them a safety plan they i mean they give them a safety plan and they're able to take even if they test positive or whatever the case is um 
they're now giving them safety plans and options to take their baby home before just automatically oh, taking them into custody. Wow. Ah. That's, that's interesting. So as far as I know, that hasn't changed here. Um, they still, like, I, I don't think it's a long, it's still not a long-term thing. It's a, they're going to go stay with someone else while we figure out what's going on here. Um, so they'd be an emergency placement, but as far as I know, that hasn't changed because I was still hearing stories of, so from some of the other families at our agency, we were able to meet, I was still hearing stories of them picking them up at the hospital and everything. Hmm. So yeah. Um, it just has become like crickets for everybody. And it's not like, I was calling around trying to figure out things like, is it our area? Is it like, is this everywhere? And I mean, within California, probably yes. Um, everybody's, that's a difficult age range anyways, which we already knew, but then it, the only age group that wasn't affected for consistently getting reports on everything was like teenage boys. Hmm. And hmm. the other age groups were much less, much less reporting. Um, so and that's just, I mean, yes, it's, it's frustrating for us because <laughs> we were so excited. We finally finished and we were really excited. And then that happens, but then it's also just, I think that's the saddest part of the whole effect of this for me is thinking of the safety of those kids that aren't getting things reported that should be and mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, that's a good point. And I think that breaks everybody's heart. I mean, I know our agency workers, they all, it's frustrating for them too. Yeah. It's just like what 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 happened? What was last year? What the heck happened? <laughs> I know. What the heck? <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't wait for it to be over. Mm -hmm. At like the beginning of the summer, I was like, next year. Yeah. And as we crept closer to this year, it was like, I guess maybe not. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's this year happen. is a carryover yeah. of last year. Like, yeah, I don't know that it's going to be. I mean, I'm I'm hoping that it's it's going to be you know a better year. But I think the things that are changing that'll help are still going to take time. Mm -hmm. to, yeah, to yeah. help. So yeah. now I'm kind of curious. Talking about COVID, what have you guys felt like like what was your initial response as somebody with Turner's and as somebody with something that could put you in, I mean, it might be a debated topic, whether we're more at risk or not. My immune system kind of, I feel like puts me in that part because it sucks. Um, but how did you guys initially react to that? Did you feel like more concerned or what were your thoughts? My thought was that they, they didn't really know what the heck 
it, it was it was a big old mystery and at first i was like well maybe it's not that serious and um yeah you know, and then with the media, I didn't know who to believe what, I mean, hourly stories were changing. Yeah. So I was like, I, I don't even know what to think anymore. It's like, it was too much of an emotional roller coaster because you feel, oh, you feel hope. And then like something, you see something on TV or online or whatever, like, you know, completely like deflating anything, any hope. And then it's like, and you're back up and up. Oh, so I was just, I can't, that roller coaster, I was like, I don't know. Yeah. I go, they just need to figure it out. And they just, there was a, there's so many unanswered questions or, you know what I mean? I don't know. I think for me, it was the, like, uh, with the nurse in me, I wasn't even worried about myself. I was like, what if I give it to my kids? What if I give it to my staff? What if I give it to, they give it to patients? Like, hmm. I, I wasn't even worried about myself. My mindset was like, I don't want to spread it to anybody. I don't want anyone to get sick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I felt like um, one, it was a lot of confusion um, at the beginning. Um, and I think trying to process what in the world is going on. Um, so, you know, part of me initially was taking, taking it seriously. Um, and because, you know, I, I mean, yes, I wanted to, from, for me to take it seriously for my health, but also, you know, I didn't want to see somebody, um, around me that sick or me maybe help be a factor in somebody getting sick if it's that highly transmissible and so you know I'm trying to go along and and do what they're suggesting but I also became began to feel like and get frustrated because I felt like do they think we're just like yo-yos or something because first it's like it was a don't worry about it it, it, a less serious um, kind of tone to the communication and don't worry about it. You don't need to wear a mask. You know, you can still go places as more and more things start getting shut down. But the mess, the message that different people were saying, like some were like, do this or no, it's okay. You know, go here, you know. Um, Dr. Fauci even like, don't worry about mask at first, you know, and so it's like mask, no mask, you know, even today. Oh, okay. Two masks. Um, so I'm like, is it highly transmissible? Is it not? Like, I'm like, I'm not a yo-yo that you can like, what do we do? I'm like, I, I trying to give grace to the fact that, okay, this is a whole new thing and you're, and, and people are trying to get their heads around it and, and figure out what this thing is. But at the same time, I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Um, yeah. and it was just, it's so frustrating. You know, I was trying to be cautious, but at the same time, I'm like, 
I'm someone I'm like, I don't want to just be fearful. You know, I have to try and be balanced. I have to try and just have some kind of normalcy too. And through all the craziness and find a way to try and just be as smart as I can. And, um, but, oh my gosh, it's, it's been. Yeah. Yeah. It's I think crazy. for me, it was frustrating in the beginning trying to figure out, okay, is because I had several people either posting in groups or commenting on my videos saying, does Turner's make you more susceptible? Are you more at risk? And I didn't know how to answer that myself. I like, so trying to figure that out at first, I was like, okay, mm -hmm. what are the odds that I'm going to get this? Cause it wasn't mm -hmm. where it got to at that point. It was nowhere near where it got to at that point. And then I thought, oh wait, it's me. I'm definitely getting this if I come into contact with it. Cause I get everything. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> so then it was just like, that part was frustrating because I didn't know, like, am I in a normal group or am I not? What yeah. does that even mean? There, so. There's there's so many questions. I mean, yeah. I think the frustrating part is every state had different regulations and I live yeah. in Missouri, but work in Kansas. So I'm like, okay, what am I doing? Like, yeah, there's running. that too. Like if everyone was on the same page, then maybe the, it was very different. Yeah, even within California, I mean, there's certain things that are statewide, but countywide was a whole other thing, too. Mm -hmm. Whether it was more on the open side, less on the open side, like yeah. that changed drastically sometimes outside of the Bay Area. It was much more diverse than in the Bay Area because in the Bay Area, everything was done closed down wow. and um yes yeah, so that was wait where am I what are the rules here what are we doing what do I do because <laughs> yeah. Yeah. like in Kansas City Missouri in in the city on the Kansas side or on the Missouri side in Kansas City there's different regulations it depends too on like the particular mayor and you know um yeah that's true because i don't know that just because we have turner syndrome that that in itself more susceptible. Make us more yeah. susceptible um but i know my immune system and i know i i am more susceptible um and part of it too is because my mom gets like virus my my mom gets um colds and all that kind of stuff easily and so when i get a cold it often turns to bronchitis i get more severe colds and things like that so i i can catch a respiratory virus pretty easily so um you know i'm like oh okay well if it's that serious then you know i take it you know seriously but um i mean i i you know i do masks and stuff like that but i'm not as concerned personally but I you know I do get concerned um yeah I I really feel like TS or not you know it's just important to know your own immune system and and make the good choices accordingly 
you know, which is what I try to do. And, you know, I, I know that I'm more susceptible. So, you know, I try and be careful um, because of that. Um, you know, I think we're coming out of, a, out of a place where, I mean, I'm not as concerned um, as more, you know, more time has gone on with therapeutics and, um, you know, with vaccine coming, but, um, you know, I know that, um, you know, with, and she's the only one that I've, I've heard, um, but with Cassie, what happened with Cassie, that is sad. And, you know, that's what I, you know, I, when I'm talking with the girls here, you know, that, yeah, I, I just think it's, it's really important to assess and know where you're at. Cause some people, you know, some of the girls have pretty strong immune systems and hardly are ever sick, hardly get anything, but you know, like I'm dealing with, you know, sinuses now because of how the weather changes. I'm someone that like, um, when the weather shifts, I get sick because of the weather shifts. Um, you know, and I was doing a little bit with allergies now because of the shift that we're having. That makes sense. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was kind of the conclusion I ended up coming to was, you know, yourself and there's a definite difference between Turner syndrome and what symptoms you have. We know that there's mm -hmm. no guarantee of what the list of possibilities are going to actually equate to for you. So yeah, Turner syndrome in and of itself is one thing, but what you personally deal with is a whole other. Now I lost my train of thought. Same, wear your mask and wash your hands. That's what you say. Yes. Yes. So it came Pretty down much. to, we know that, you know, like I know for me, I think I even said in my video I did on it, like I catch anything and everything I come into contact with. Somebody doesn't have to sneeze at me. They have to look at me. And if they have a cold, I'll get it. Like, oh, man. my immune system is awful. <laughs> so... I know for me that means I I should be careful like be aware keep yourself mm -hmm. informed you, yeah. it doesn't have to equate to panic right and there's a different find the, find the balance find the balance yeah 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 but don't let it consume you there's I, I was determined not to let it like consume I'm like I I'm mm -hmm. gonna be 40 in July and it's like I've lived every I've lived almost 40 years I've been fine you know what I mean it's like I'm not gonna let you know this consume me yeah. that's yeah. what I felt too yeah I'm like I've made I've made it this far I have two genetic heart defects that I've to this point um survived living with mm -hmm. and I'm like, I'm pretty stubborn. I mean, to be here, you have to be pretty like hard fighter. So for us, so I'm like, am I gonna let Corona take me out? 
I, I was I got something interesting when I got my echo um just recently the the guy that was doing it he wasn't a doctor he, I he was like imaging maybe or um whoever whoever does the echoes but he was like so don't be so quick to think that just because you have bic a bicuspid valve he goes that's automatic turners he said he's like I go, have you heard of Turner's? He goes, um, a little bit. So I was like, okay, you know, going back to that, we get that a lot. Oh, I know a little bit. I've heard of it, you know, but he's like, he's all, don't be so quick to think that, um, it's just because of Turner's. I was like, oh, I hadn't heard that before, you know? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much, how to take that. If he just could have been like BSing me, but I don't know. I was like, oh. That's another that thing for me and trying to know what for me personally is Turner's versus I would have had something else, some level or version of it anyways, because right. so much, and this is just me personally, my family medical history, there's so many overlaps between possibilities with Turner's and my family medical mm -hmm. history. I'm surprised I don't have more of the complications because I've got double dipping on it being likely. So yeah, some of it, you know, I can easily say when I'm talking to my mom, her favorite thing to do is be like, well, I deal with that too. And I don't have it though. And I'm like, uh huh. yeah, okay. Yeah. That's fair. It, it, I mean, I would have been short either way. Nah. <laughs> Maybe not, not to this level. But I wouldn't also have been like basketball player status. So, yeah. My family is tall. I would, really? I would be tall. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Most of my family, they're six feet and over. I probably was supposed to be like maybe five, four, probably be like meshing my, my mom and dad together with their heights. I have a sister that's five, four. I have a sister that's five, two. So I was probably going to be, I don't know, I'm just guessing, maybe 5'4"-ish, whatever, you know? Yeah. I think I would probably be somewhere between like 5'8 and 5'10", probably. Mm -hmm. It depends. But I take more after my mom's side of the family, so that's why I say that, because my dad wasn't very, like, my biological father wasn't very tall. Um, he wasn't, like, short, but he, I think he was, like, I don't know, 5'9"-ish, maybe somewhere around there. So not like tall, like on my mom's side of the family, the guys that are six feet and over. So I don't know if I was meant to be five, four because I took the growth hormones and that's what I was meant to be, or um, I would have been taller, but I mean, my family's not very tall. I'd say my mom was five, seven. My dad was maybe five, 10, five, 11. So the heart stuff, I have up to this point had all of the scans look normal. There was an experience I had, though, where I got it very, very impressed upon me that that could change at any second, hmm. even though it had been great this whole time. And I'm kind of interested in hearing because I think, Dana, I don't know if I've heard your recent experiences and Lindsay, I know you were talking about sharing yours. So I don't know if you want to share that now and kind of talk about what's been happening. Yeah. So um, 
I've seen a pediatric cardiologist my entire life. So I've always known that I had the aortic stenosis. Um, and they've always said, you know, eventually, I mean, when I was two, they were like, oh, she'll have to have open heart surgery. And they just kept pushing it off and pushing it off. I've never really had any symptoms or anything like that. So I was just monitored um, by a cardiologist and they did echoes and said everything was fine. Um, they would they'd say it was like moderate. Um, but 2016, I got my last echo and they said my aortic stenosis was at 0.9 millimeters. Um, and then of course me not doing the things I should, I hadn't gotten echoes since. And so I went in October so that was four years later. And my stenosis, I went from 0.9 to 0.5. Um, and he said, this is concerning. I want you to have a heart cath um, because I think it's time that you probably need some interventions and need that aortic valve replaced. So I went and got the heart cath a couple weeks later and they said that um, the pressures in my heart um, more normal pressures are supposed to be 10. Mine's were like in the 90s that my heart is just working overtime to compensate. Um, and so I went to meet a surgeon in the town I live in. Um, and they told me that I had to get like cardiac um, measurements and stuff like that just to see where I was because they said I could possibly be a candidate for the TAVR, which is where they go through your groin. They don't even have to open you up. Um, but when they did the measurements and everything like that, they found out that my aorta is also enlarged. So I think it was a 4.5. And then um, what they worry about is that pressure increases and it causes your aorta to enlarge. And once it gets to five millimeters is when you um, it could possibly rupture. So that's gonna need replaced as well. So that is when I, I sent the message to Andrew and I was like, um, I think I need a second opinion because they were telling me that I that oh you're young we're just gonna wait till you're symptomatic till you're you know having chest pain swelling and stuff like that we'll just monitor it we'll do another echo in three months and I'm like that's scary because then you're talking to me about sudden cardiac death and now you're saying we'll just wait so mm -hmm. I was like if I'm gonna do this I want to go somewhere um, good and where they can tell me you know okay this is what we're doing not just well let's just wait. So, um, and I finally got an appointment. So I'm going Wednesday. That's so I have good. a feeling I'm eventually, yeah, I'm going to have to do the full open heart surgery, but I've come to the conclusion I'm going to fight this and it's going to, we're going to get it done. So. You go, girl. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's why it's so important to advocate for yourself. And I have no symptoms. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm not short of breath. I don't have any chest pain. So that's the thing that scares me too. Like they're going to do all this and I'm going to have even more symptoms. So. Yeah. So the appointment Wednesday, you'll kind of find out more as far as how soon you might have to have the surgery. Right. They're going to do another echo um, right before my appointment. So they're going to kind of see if anything has changed in the last three months since October when I had my last one. And then I'll meet with the surgeon right after. That'll be good. Okay. And it's a good hospital. So that's good. Yeah. That is, oh my gosh. I don't think I realized because where I grew up, we had so much teaching in the hospitals. 
And I love that. I think that that is like teaching hospitals have always been the best for me. And, and that's this one I'm going to is a teaching hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. yeah. There's just, I did not know what I had because it's so valuable. So Dana, mm-hmm. what has been going on for you? Um, basically it's, um, everything came back good. Um, I, uh, he said that I probably won't have anything. I'm good three to five years. He said for anything heart, unless there's something that comes up. So we didn't do the, we did what well, EKG and echo. Oh, okay. Yep. And he, and everything he's all, he's all, everything looks beautiful. He said. That's good. So, mm-hmm. Yep. There's no, no drama at all. So, and, and actually I, I, I hadn't gotten a workup since I was like a baby. So I, I was due, you know, and my, my NP nurse practitioner, she's, she's the one that wanted me to get, you know, the, the workup. And I, I was like, I know I do, you know, so, and with this anemia thing, um, she just wanted to cover all bases and stuff. So, so they still don't know what caused your anemia. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. And that's a, that is a major, I mean, that was major, you know, I had only like a quarter of blood that I should have had. And I, you know, I'm chalking that up to Turner's too, I guess, you know, but yep. For it to get that low and for me to be, you know, have no symptoms at all. (laughs) I'm, I'm like, I'm the typical puzzle, you know, like the, I get a lot of doctors shaking, shaking their heads, man. <laughs> so, yep. So I'm, I get labs. I'm on a lab. I'm going to get labs every three months. So okay. just, yeah, that's, that's my little, my little regimen that I'm going to be on for a while. So I'm like, I could do that. So that's good. Yeah. I think I am more overdue than I realized for all of my testing. (laughs) COVID kind of got me off track with it. Yeah. Uh, Thankfully, I've still been in contact, so they know. But the biggest one I'm worried about is my hearing test. Oh, <laughs> I'm nervous. They're probably going to this time tell me, yeah, it's time. You don't have any more time to wait. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. But you'll be so glad once you do it. I will. I will. Yeah. And I'm going to apply for the Leaping Butterflies scholarship. So hopefully that'll help. Um, yeah. Because yeah, she confirmed when I did my first test that I have no insurance that'll help cover it. So they don't. Yeah, I had to pay out of pocket for both of mine. So <sighs> I just got my second set. Have you guys heard of any like an anemia issues being, you know, tied with Turner's? Anything you know, like severe anemia? Like I don't know. I I hadn't heard that. I didn't know if that was part of it or not but I didn't really hear anybody else being attached with that you know having that 
Yeah, I haven't heard anything specifically before, but I'm never surprised. I know. Something, something new that can, because yeah. just the nature of it, it, it can affect the whole, like it could literally affect any part of you. It yeah. just depends on what, this is my very limited understanding. It depends on what those cells become. Yeah. For what the cells are affected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why everybody can be affected so differently. Mm-hmm. And my thing, I, thyroid too, you guys probably don't have much thyroid issues. I have the thyroid issues too. I think I'm not, on you know, 200 micrograms. So I'm on a high, high dose. Yeah. I'm on 125. Yeah. I haven't had the thyroid issues. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's celiac as well. I oh yeah, celiac. I have not been brave enough to ask for the testing to confirm. Um, (laughs) but I kind of feel like I probably am borderline, possibly. They did, they did the blood test version. And then after I was reading all about how that could be inaccurate and that doesn't. Yeah, mine was inaccurate. Yeah, I didn't test positive for celiac until they did the colonoscopy with biopsy. I don't want to have to do it, but I'm afraid that I may have to go that, that route because I mean, I'd like to think I don't have it. I was tested a couple of times, the blood work doesn't but I'm just like yeah yeah I just haven't been brave enough to think about doing the colonoscopy <laughs> it's not mm. but you know it's not that bad I know I was I know the, the, I just had to, I just had to do part. mine the, the I just had to do mine part. man and That's it's, it's not that bad <sighs> yeah so you, and actually, the, the way the for colonoscopy, the, the, the clean out, what, how they have you do it now, it's a lot less um, abrasive. It's, it's not as crazy as people say it is. The test and I would sleep. go through. I know. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I had, all this just happened, like, within, like, you know, two months. It was just, like, bam. I was, all these years was, like, hardly anything. You know, it was just labs. And then... If I hadn't gotten that phone call, you know, from my nurse practitioner saying you're, uh, you're going to, you're not going to work. You're going to ER. <laughs> you have no blood. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, let me call my work. <laughs> but if it hadn't been, if it hadn't been for that, you know, she, um, they said that I could have, it could have led to seizures if I had gotten, my levels had gotten even worse, um, severe anemia it could lead to seizures, I guess. I was like, oh, wow. She's like, so please go. I'm like, I'm going. Yeah. And she called me, she called me in the ER too. I got a phone call from, um, from my nurse practitioner. She goes, are you sitting in ER? You better be in the ER. And I'm like, I'm here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. That's awesome that she was really yeah. Yeah, she was freaking out, you know, and I was like, well, as she should have, you know, because she had never, right. she's still learning. She, she doesn't know much about Turner's, you know, so she's, I'm a challenge for sure. 
for with her for her you know challenging case so when she's seen whatever level she's like oh okay <laughs> so I had in August I had like I think most of the blood levels you can even take and yeah <laughs> gave me a very good precise picture of what was going on and it was mm-hmm. worth doing I mean they took like four or five vials it was worth doing just to know yeah because the screenings are good like doing the echoes doing the hearing tests yeah the normal blood work that you would do although my hormone levels weren't being taken on a regular basis like I think the first time it was taken was when we were doing fertility testing Hmm. and that I feel like would have been helpful to have been in a regular routine of having Mm -hmm. even if just to see what my medicine were doing to my levels screenings are good they're not always fun yeah but they're good (laughs) I think my least favorite was the cardiac MRI. Mm. I've, I've never done that. Favorite. Yeah, I haven't had to do that. It, hmm. It's not fun. Mm. No. I did the CT with contrast and that was not fun either. Yeah. Oh, he was going to pee your pants. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I, I had a cardiac MRI done, I, I was about to crawl out. I was doing everything I could to maintain my composure, but I was in there nearly an hour while they were doing all the scans because they did about like 30 to 40 ish minutes, um, about 30 to 45 minutes worth of the scans without the contrast. Then they put the contrast in and they do some additional scans and I was doing okay for a little bit. I had music going because they let me listen to music. Aww. Well, I've had two where I've actually had to, to go into the MRI machine. And the second one, I got to listen to music and it helped for a little while. And, but by the end, oh my gosh, I was about to just, I was wanting to crawl out. I mean, the, the noise that that makes is just like, <laughs> I can't do it. I can't yeah. do it anymore. The hardest part for me was I could close my eyes, which helped a little bit. I mean, you're not seeing how Mm. close to your face the machine is, but the noises and not being able to have, like, I didn't have the option for, I've had two, I think. Mm. The first one, we did the dye. The second one we didn't, but both of them, I had to listen for the prompts. So I had no option of tuning it out completely. And there was at one point where he pulled me out and he was like, are you okay? Do you need a break? Like you've been in there a long time and you haven't asked for a break. Cause they told me if you need a break at all, let us know and we can pull you out for a few minutes. And I didn't, cause I just was thinking the whole time, just get it done, just get it done just get it done and it'll be over with and you don't have to go back in. And I was like, 
no, I'm okay. Just keep going. But it was, oh man, having to listen and not have any, like, I couldn't do any music or anything. It was, my my first one was like that and the the tunnel was actually dark and so I was just trying to like relax a little bit and close my eyes to kind of go through it but I'm like I have to listen for the prompt so I was trying to keep myself like engaged but oh my goodness that was even more difficult um yeah it is not fun oh my goodness no but the second one, at least I had music because um, when they give you the prompts, it would cut out the music. And so, nice. you know, I could, I could still hear them when they're um, listening for the prompts, but yeah, they, um, they were doing about 45 minutes and then they came, they came um, in and they were putting the dye in. I'm like, are you kidding? Like, I, I'm like, how much longer? And they're like 15 more minutes. And it just felt like, I'm like 15 minutes, 15 minutes. I just, I was about ready to start crying. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't cry now. Can't cry now. Be calm. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I was thinking, oh, how am I going to handle 15 more minutes of this? but yeah I was I was doing good for a little while with the music I'm like this is better and I I was looking like I would try and look out have my head back enough where I could look out and that helped me a little bit but yeah I don't think it helped I had never had an MRI for anything else before Mm -hmm. so that like I got the full experience for my first time I was very excited in between the two that I've had when I had to have the MRI on my knee that I was thinking this is going to be horrible oh my gosh I don't want to have to do this again but I we need this to know what's going on and then he goes oh no you don't have to go all the way in just we're just gonna put you and I'm like yes thank you I was so excited that he didn't have to do all the way in yeah Well, I'm excited now because um, at KU, they've started working with um, working with us and um, we've created an adult uh, clinic for Turner syndrome. So, um, and my cardiologist is, is the cardiologist that and sort of on the board of it. And um, so I go, I go there now and just do all my scans when I'm there and uh he what he does now is um he I do a echo but I also get it with contrast so I don't have to go in the tunnel I could just lay on the table while they do their thing and they usually they do the contrast um as well so but it's so much easier to do that and Dr. Mulhern has been good with that. So I've done that like the last couple of years. That's awesome. Yeah. He had me do the MRIs the first few times because he really wanted to get an idea of um, the size and everything. And so uh, the blood flow and the pressure and all of that. So now that he has 
um, built like all that imaging and everything. Um, he gets he gets what he needs from the um, the echo. So I'm like, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> so what did your show? What is he saying that they're just gonna wait and watch or what? Yeah. So my um, I think the size of of my narrowing is about 1.75 centimeters. Um, which is good from what he said. Um, and the blood flow still looks pretty good. Um, he hasn't expressed any concern on pressure, even though I try with my blood pressure, I, um, really kind of keep on him about that because it's, my blood pressure is, is a major struggle. So figuring out what else is affecting my blood pressure and why it's high um, has been a challenge, but- What do you normally so run? My blood pressure? Blood pressure. Um, well, without my medication, it can go as high as 150, 160, easy. Oh. Mm -hmm. So- I think that's why I've remained asymptomatic because my blood pressure normally is runs like 110s over 70s. So I think that's probably one of the reasons that I haven't had any symptoms so far. Well, honestly, I don't know why I was asymptomatic either. I mean, maybe I did have symptoms and didn't realize it, but I mean, other than the high blood pressure, I, I had no pain or anything. Um, so, you know, but, you know, as I started when I was in college, um, really getting high blood pressure. Mine always, while in high school, it was running a little high, but I didn't, I just saw a primary, like I didn't have an endocrinologist as I was transitioning into adult care. Um, none of that. And I just saw a primary cause I was like, I don't have a lot of, you know, health issues. So I felt like, okay, seeing a primary is the way to go. And you know, it was one of those things where, you know, I think is the biggest issue, especially for adult women. You know, I feel like, you know, pediatric, there's a lot of good pediatric doctors that can treat TS girls. Um, but the problem goes to when you transition to adult care, it's sort of like, congratulations, you're now an adult, you're responsible for your own care. And good luck with that advocate for yourself. It'll be fun. <laughs> um, so I was like, Oh, no problem. When you're early twenties and 20 something, you know, and your blood pressure is running 150, 160 and the nurse is taking your blood pressure and looking at you with eyes popping out of her head. Like, why do you have blood pressure this high? Like, you think that would have bought me a ticket to a car, an echocardiogram a long time ago? No, mm -mm. nope, never. Yeah, and I, 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 feel, I feel like so much of what I end up saying is you need to be very, like as educated yourself as you can Mm -hmm. And do not be scared to speak up to a doctor mm -hmm. because just because they're a doctor does not mean 
they've done extensive research into Turner's. Extensive research right. is not guaranteed. There are plenty of doctors that have gotten just the very, very small basics and not gone any farther. And the farther is what you need. Yeah. There's, yep. there's the care guidelines, which is great. It's amazing. But even with that, every case can be so different. You take mm-hmm. that and then you also know I need to be aware of, aware of myself also. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. have, I have been feeling extra tight. You know, I wasn't, I'm just surprised that I was functioning with the severe anemia as, as much as I was. That's, that was just crazy. But your body adapts, you know, in that situation. But, and I had, I had noticed that I was like walking up the stairs and I would get winded, you know, when I was at my lowest before I went to the ER and all that. I was like, I'm not, I'm not in that bad of shape. <laughs> Jeez, you know, I'd be all huffing and puffing up and but and and then also towards the very end, um, I had noticed I was hearing kind of like a whooshing sound in my ear, and I'm like, that's, but it was I it was um, I think the artery that my nurse practitioner said, yeah, your artery it was trying to pump blood, you oh. know what I mean? Yeah, I was hearing like, it was like whoosh whoosh in my it was kind of like air going through my ear, and but I, that was pulse you know, blood pressure issue. My BP was always fine. I never had any issues with, with blood pressure, but that was because I was so anemic. I could hear everything was working so much harder. And I was like that, I'm like, what is that that I'm like hearing in my ear? You know, and of course it's gone away, you know, everything is stabilized, but. Yeah. That just goes to show you no symptom is too small to check on. Yeah. That was with my HRT. It was just my stomach hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, which yeah. I mean, could have been a bunch of things, but I had an inkling that it was that. I mean, yeah. I made the correlation. Yeah. But it was a small thing. I could have easily brushed it aside and not known I was getting way more estrogen than I needed. Yeah. It's gosh. It it feels like a full-time job keeping track of all of it I know yeah yeah it is it really is it definitely became one when I found out I had two genetic heart defects yeah I'm like yeah yeah but thankfully now instead of having it every year I can go every other year that's good Mm -hmm. yeah I'm good heart wise. I'm good for, you know, and, and I've done the endoscopy, colonoscopy. So innards are fine. So it's with me just getting labs. It's just maintaining, you know, my blood levels and, and iron. My body, it just was not iron levels were like non-existent and they're like, what the heck? So yeah. that's just a random weird that's mostly my issue Kid, kidney wise you know my, my kidneys I have the the horseshoe turner's um kidney that's typical and function liver function I thought <laughs> I told Brad I thought of you Brooke I got my liver levels oh, <laughs> oh she'd be <laughs> proud 
I yeah. Got, and no, it, the everything came back good. <laughs> it's, I go, oh, look at me getting my liver levels. <laughs> it's a trip. So many things I never thought I'd have to be concerned about. Yeah. I just, and, and so many things that as I've gotten older, I didn't have to be concerned about when I was little. That whole age thing. I know. Not fun. No. Yeah. I feel like I turned 30, but it feels like I turned like 45 in how my bones feel because my, my, it's not arthritis. I always go straight to that. It's the osteopenia, the pre-osteoporosis. Mm. that stuff's a trip because mm. I mean technically they're fine but they crack like crazy mm. yeah and I I haven't like actually asked about it but I'm pretty sure that's probably why my bones <laughs> crack the way they do yeah <laughs> I don't know getting old man I don't even want to ask for a bone density right now. I'm like, I don't even want to throw that in. <laughs> I, I, I'm <laughs> not trying to, t- I don't even want bad. to touch that. I'm no. already scared for my audiology test. I'm not throwing that into. Yeah. I'm not throwing that in the ring now. Uh, yeah, that's opening a can of worm. No, <laughs> that'll be next year, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, for me, after I get hearing aids taken care of. One thing at a time. I did buy it. It'll be so much better once you get it. It will. I will. There have been so many times recently that I've been like, but I'm wishing I had them because right now I wish I could like hear a lot better. I know it'll say it's worse. I can feel it's worse. And the suckiest part is having it in the frequency it's in because it's the one everybody talks in. So somebody's mm-hmm. trying to talk to me and if something else is going on, I hear nothing. Or I hear something totally different that lands in really funny moments sometimes. And I thought- <laughs> My issue nothing. is I can hear like, with that, when I don't have my hearing aids, I can hear like the first part of what people say. And then at the end, it kind of trails off. And then I say, what? And then they repeat the, I'm like, I got the first part. What was the last part you said? Like, say it louder. Yeah, I increasingly have stopped asking what after the second time because I don't want to have to explain, no, my hearing's just sucks that bad. Yeah. I'm sorry. And, <laughs> but with Andrew, I can't do that. I can't just, <laughs> I can't do that with him. Like, stop asking what so I don't understand what he said or, or, just laugh and go uh-huh, okay and pretend like I heard and understood <laughs> so I'm like I'm sorry I I got nothing I think my husband's gotten used to talking louder to me because sometimes I'm like you don't have to yell I'm right like, he's like well I was just making sure you heard me so. <laughs> <laughs> like I can hear you I've had some loss but it hasn't completely impacted my speech range but I'm wondering what my next scan's gonna be like or my next test is gonna be like because um, you know, I I 
feel like more and more I'm kind of maybe starting to notice some issues but there was a little decline I think it was about a year two year two years ago when I had my last scan there was a little, a little bit of decline but um they said it wasn't in my speech range yet so yeah. hopefully we'll see what happens but it will be next year when I have all my all my scans yeah it was I knew there was something I knew it had gotten worse I couldn't have told you what frequency that meant or anything but I knew it had gotten worse and then when she explained that's the frequency that people normally talk within I'm like oh that's why conversations are the hardest that's why that part is what's difficult and not other stuff because yeah. I can hear the other frequencies fine. It's that one, which is function wise. Talk about having issues at work, trying to talk to somebody on the phone. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. <sighs> that got so nerve wracking. To wrap things up and leave it on a happier note, then here's all the tests you get to have and all the complications <laughs> you get to think about. Woohoo! Yeah. Um, <laughs> What's your favorite part of the Turner Syndrome community, whether it's conferences, Facebook groups, retreats, walks, talking online, like sharing story, whatever it could be, what would your favorite part be? And um, that'll be our goodbye. (laughs) I would say this, like even just in this last year, I've met so many new people. and gotten to talk to a lot of people and it's really made me feel so much better and feel like I'm not alone in this. And I can go to anybody for any questions or anything like that. This is, that's what I like. And just being able to sit here and talk to people that know what I'm going through. Yeah. Really yeah. I like the sisterhood. That's my favorite in communities like this. Yeah. I would, I would say, you know, between all of it, like when you, think about the walks or conference that kind of thing it does build a sisterhood it it builds a community even like with the Facebook groups and stuff like that I think the big thing is it does build community um you know and it's great whether you have a question of something you might be going through you know like we were talking about like COVID you know and being able to reach out and like what do you think about this? Or how is this affecting you? Or if you just want to talk to somebody that understands, you have that community. And, you know, I've liked it because, you know, like with Lindsay, I was able to, you know, talk with her about KU and, and, you know, helping and getting a referral. And I got my cardiologist because I was able to seek out that advice from other, you know, TS sisters that, worked with my cardiologist. So I was able to make a decision um, on someone that I knew that I could trust. And so I think that is the, the networking too that you're able to do between like in our community and be able to have those resources is so vital. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think my favorite part is just that ability to swap stories and go, oh, you do? And actually yeah. have them fully understand yeah it's you know there's nothing i love it (laughs) thank you guys so much it was so great getting to talk 
And I hope you guys have a great rest of your night. I know it's a lot later for you guys than it is for me. I'm again. sorry. Hey, it's, hey, it's Friday night. It's okay. <laughs> it was we have nowhere so to go. Awesome. <laughs> it was so awesome to get to talk. Um, and I look forward to hopefully more group discussions later, more to come on that. So oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. This is fun. Yeah. Okay. Thank you guys. Have a good rest of your night. All right. Bye, See you ladies later. Good night. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Coffee and Turner Syndrome. If you would like to support the podcast, I do have listener support set up on Anchor. And if you'd like to leave me a voice message, I would love to hear from you. Don't forget, you can find the video version of this podcast on my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash brooktv. Make sure you're subscribed so you see when the next one comes out. And I will see you guys in the next episode.